0: Well, hello everybody, and welcome once again to the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. It's Mike Parker coming to you from the Mechanicsburg Brew Company, uh, yeah, brew pub location. Jeez, Henry, and and I'm all thrown off because Artie Tafoya is not my uh, sidekick today. It's it's Henry Grossman from ABC. Artie's MIA today. Yeah, Artie's off doing Artie things, which are usually top secret and well deserved. Everyone will find out about them very soon. Yeah, and uh, create a little bit more work for everybody, right? Does. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, so man, it's just it's good to catch up with you again. You're the uh, strategic growth officer, which is it, I love. I always make fun of your title, but everybody does. You're the guy that gets things done. And, um, you know, this has been a really exciting it's it's always a transitional season when we get to the end of summer. And we're coming into fall. I just I mean came into the brew pub enjoyed some Oktoberfest food. Uh, Oktoberfest beers are all over the place, whether it's ABC uh, with the Capona Fest or whether it's another brew pub you go into. It's Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest everywhere. Tell me, I mean, are you feeling festive for the season? Do you get excited about it? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Uh, I, I live up in the woods, so I see all the leaves changing and my, uh, my impending leaf proge- leaf projects. Um, but, yeah, there's you know the food through Oktoberfest uh, is, is always really good. It just kind of puts you in the mood, and you're kind of uh, getting ready for fall, getting ready for holiday season.
0: Um, but, yeah, it's, I, I love this time of year. It's so busy this time of year, too. There's fall festivals, and there's family stuff, and there's kids' sports. But you always got to make time for a beer. Yeah. So you come in. Maybe there's one of those Capona Fests left over even into, like, November or so, right? Oh, yeah. But uh, what else is on tap right now uh, around the brew pub that you're, you, know, as you guys are trying to transition?
1: Yeah, we have actually a lot of – the, brew the brewery is very busy right now. We have a lot of, a lot of good releases.
0: Um, I'm actually drinking currently uh,
1: Chasing Shadows New England Style IPA, uh, which just released last week. Uh, we had uh, a couple other uh, exciting beers released just yesterday. We had another New England IPA called
0: Faded Lake which was a collaboration beer with uh, Prototype uh, Brewery and Meadery. Collaboration. That's what I want to talk about today, because the word of the day is collaboration. You guys have done some great collabs in the past, and as we're getting through fall, heading into winter, there's one kind of ABC brand that sticks out in my mind. It's something that we've touched on the last few years, and it's always a little different. Mm -hmm. It's collaboration, and it's also a little evolution, right? Yeah, absolutely. uh, The name of that beer is the midnight refrigerator it's a, a
1: pastry stout that we uh, produce differently every single year it's a sort of that late night snack that you probably don't need, but you definitely want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: And uh, yeah, so we have a, a upcoming release of that this year as well.
0: All right. So in years past, it's it's always a little bit of a different flavor. There's something, uh, that, that, and and this year, look, if I, if I remember the first year, it was uh, a cheesecake?
1: Yeah, it was a cherry chocolate cheesecake st- pastry stout. Oh, that was awesome. Great. Right? Yeah. Uh, last year was a, uh, we did a collaboration with uh, Da Vinci's Italian Eatery, and that was a chocolate chip cannoli stout. Yes, and then uh, this year we have a new one,
0: and that's why we have a guest with us today. And uh, and th- and that is the new collaborator for the Midnight Fridge Raider. And uh, why don't you introduce our guest and hand over the mic, and we'll learn a little bit about this uh, this company as well.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, our guest today is uh, Doug Taylor with uh, Taylor Chip uh, Cookie Company, based out of Lancaster, PA. Uh, they're they're a very like minded group of people. They're like us. They like to innovate. They like to do things that are fun. They like to like to make new friends. So, uh, you know, that being said, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Doug.
2: Well, thanks for having me. I am beyond honored to be here. <laughs> I, I've, I am just, we've been building this facility of our own cause we're doing ice cream and, um, just being able to walk through some of your facilities has been so fun for me and yeah. also i'm drinking
0: beer in the middle of the day so Look, we, we brought the cookie guys in for a beer podcast right yeah. but that's uh, that's cool because that's what it's about so listen we always start things off i'm sure if we ever do a cookie podcast we're gonna eat some cookies but we're doing the beer podcast so let's let's cheers guys let's kick things off right cheers Cheers. cheers. all right delicious delicious all right so i'm gonna we, we quick talk about the beers that we're or drinking before we get to know you, Doug. Uh, so yeah, I'm drinking this Faded Lake uh, East Coast IPA. Henry, I, I checked it out on. I know this is a brand new. You said it just went on tap yesterday. yesterday. So a New England style IPA, uh, delicious. If you, uh, I'm tasting. I don't know. I'm picking up picking up a little bit of tropical fruit, and it says in the description crushed gooseberry. I have no idea what that is.
1: I don't know what a gooseberry is either, but I hear they're delicious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can confirm. All right, Doug, you've got the. Uh, Tell the Doug has the, what, the upside down? So
2: the pineapple upside down sour, it is like a pineapple. Like it
0: literally, <laughs> I feel like I'm eating pineapple upside down cake. It's good. Well, listen, we're so, uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you here with us today, uh, learning more about Taylor Chip. So, I mean, just, just take us back, you know, give us, give, how do you get into the cookie business? So, I mean, really, if you want to
2: boil it down to the absolute truth, um, my wife and I, are very rooted in our faith. Uh, that's one of the bonding things of how we, you know, connected with each other. And so we were uh, committed to celibacy before we got married. And part of, and so what did we do if we weren't baking other things? We started baking cookies and cakes and all of that stuff. And so we just, and Sarah, Sarah, my wife is just absolutely, she is just, uh, natural natural path. I don't know what like the crazy nuts, right? Like that's just like <laughs> they don't see doctors They don't do that. They they just there's a there's a there's a a, a Root and an herb for everything right? So in the same way an essential oil. Yeah an essential oil <laughs> there you go. That's the word. So I mean, I'm not like that at all So I love like Crisco uh, Whatever corn syrup and all those different things that I was raised off of like the discount grocery store freezer aisle because that's all my mom could afford and so, in this, so we're just too, in that sense, we were just completely opposite. And so I was eating these cookies that were made with, like, shortening. And Crisco and she said, that is, if you didn't know, that's bad fat. And <laughs> so um, my wife said I couldn't have that. And I said, well, wait a minute. Hold on. That's not a, that's not a thing. And then, she's, and then we basically kind of said, at, happy wife, happy life. Well, she was going to be, we were just dating at the time, but happy girlfriend, happy life. And so we kind of said, well, I said, if I can't have these cookies, we need to make these cookies, but with butter, whatever your ingredient things that you have their standards for, we need to make these cookies using those. They need to taste the same, if not better. So um, really, that's what happened. So just we used our date night as like an opportunity to bake. We baked our own wedding cake and then we made it and then uh, took us a year and a half of just hanging out together and making cookies to get to the point where I was, we were both super excited about what we had. That was just in time to get married. And then we made our cookies really, really big because we were getting married and we, we didn't have any money. And so what were we going to do for our guests? We gave them a cookie. So we gave them a huge cookie as our wedding favor. And we called our wedding website uh we were the Taylors uh she was taking my last name and then the only cookie that we had was the chocolate chip and so we call we we made our wedding website com. and ever since then it was just it was just uh we didn't see it as like a huge business opportunity um we kind of went back to our normal jobs but yeah i mean it's just like people started requesting that we bring the cookies with us um and then one order at a time and then all of a sudden we were in the cookie
0: business that's awesome so when do you go from you know it's just to having a fun date night deal and like you know the you're, you're obviously it's a passion but a hobby becomes i mean a business right there's like there's risk and there's a reward but it's yeah. also I mean, it's a, to run a small business anyone will tell you you know i mean it takes it takes uh it, there's you're you're jumping in with both feet, right and and then you have to learn to trust other people with maybe the thing that you started you know how how long did that how How does that go and when when do you open like a first like a you know, like a brick and mortar?
2: Yeah, so we are very risk adverse so we would have never opened a business, I don't think. Um, but really what happened was my wife was working at the Harrisburg airport and she really did not enjoy the culture and she was you know it was like the Sunday lose, essentially. So every Sunday, she would start to get nervous and butterflies because she had to go back into work. And so I hated seeing that. Let's set a time. Let's set a time that you quit your job. And it doesn't matter. Like I have enough with what I was doing. I had enough money coming in to support us. So I said, you don't need to be working. So we set set an exact date. On that day, someone reached out to us and said, we are starting a market and we're looking for standholders. Please come. I don't know how they... Found out about us we did like one event in the (laughs) city i have no clue how but we had like 50 people that liked our taylor chip cookie page on facebook right and so anyway so we went there and met with them and we just both felt like this is the opportunity and so that is how we got started that's really how we went from like just making cookies um to all of a sudden we're in business
0: cool well listen we're talking to doug taylor he is with taylor chip uh, it's a cookie company with. Uh, I guess you guys are diversifying a little bit. Yes, and you're even, very much uh, so. and you're even uh, venturing out into the world of craft beer right now. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about how these two brands, Taylor Chip and Appalachian Brewing Company, came together, and the beer that's right around the corner, of the new edition of the Midnight Refrigerator, and when it's going to come out, what it's supposed to taste like, what you can expect, and we'll be right back with more with our guest on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. All right, and we're back once again on the Appalachian Brewing Company Podcast. It's Mike Parker, Henry Grossman here, and we have some guests with us today from Taylor Chip. Taylor Chip is a cookie company, central Pennsylvania-based, that is uh, working on a collab beer. With a, the new edition of the Midnight Frigerator Pastry Stout that uh, is produced every year here at Appalachian Brewing Company, and um, Doug Taylor is here. And Doug, you you brought in brought another fellow here with you today too. Do you, you want to tell us? You know, pass the mic and have, have this guy introduce himself. Should I can, introduce him, or should please, he
2: introduce please, himself? Yes. All right. <laughs> Introducing. The, um, so Cameron Cameron Broadhurst. He is our creative director. He's been with us for a while. Super instrumental in our storytelling growth and everything. You know. Um, Everything that we do, uh, we have about 500,000 followers on social. We've only been around for five years, so that's some immense growth when, growth when you think about our production facility is in a town with 1,500 people. Yeah. And so we have more followers and more. we're more out there than a lot of these New York City brands and all of that stuff, and we've done that in a very short amount of time. And so it's part of the culture here at Taylor Chip, but it's also something that Cameron is extremely talented with, and so we've been able to really – Together, work on building that department and have creative, creative ideas. Nice. And so that is Cameron, and I'm passing the mic to him. Yeah,
0: so Cameron, so tell us, like, if we want to learn more about Taylor Chip beyond what we can find out here, a little short introduction on this podcast today, tell us where to go. What are the, where are you, Where can we find you guys?
3: And I mean, we're, we're big into, like, Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. Uh, when I came on board two and a half years ago, like, one of the big ideas we had was, like, how do we get people to know who we are? And... I had made some comment. Uh, I'm not from the Lancaster area, but I made some comment about like going up to people on the street and asking if they've heard of Taylor Chip before. I and thought it was a dumb idea. <laughs> and uh, you know, Doug Doug was like, "No, people already know who we are." And I was like, "Okay, whatever. You know, let it sit for a little bit. Came back a few weeks later trying to come up with some content ideas and I was like, "You know what? We should just knock on people's doors and see if they want to try our cookies and rate them from 1 to 10." And uh, so we did it and uh, started editing those videos and posting them on TikTok and Instagram. And I mean, really, that's really what blew up our account for a while. Wow. Um, And where we've kind of found our footing with like a content style. Um, And, uh, you know, then we realized how many people didn't know about us in the local area. But then, you know, the ripple effect of that just like posting on social media consistently with these like viral intent pieces of content um, really blew up. Um, I mean, how many months ago was it that you were in Florida? You guys were just eating in Florida, and someone came up to you and was like, hey, love your videos. Uh, Oh, you got recognized. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I do not
2: uh, travel. I have not traveled anywhere last long time without actually being recognized by a random person, as well as any time I go out. Cause you see 10 million views a month, you see 25 million views a month and you think, Oh, that's a great
0: number. That's cute. But
2: then you realize, Oh, it's real. Like those are real people.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. So, and, and so the influencer game is, uh, I mean, that's, that's extremely important. I just took a brief look at your, your website, which by the way, which is, what's the website?
3: Uh, TaylorChip.com. Okay, easy yeah. to
0: remember. But yeah, but it looked like there were some uh, celebrities and things like that that have picked up on the brand. So I mean, any names that you guys have you know, seen? <laughs> is it? I mean, a lot.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but I think it was like right when I came on board or right before um, is COVID times. And um, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports was doing like a mail unboxings where he would just like open people's press packages or gifts <laughs> that they would send to his apartment and just yeah, well, it was a YouTube live right or something like that. Uh, yeah. And he would just, like, yeah, he would just go through the the products and stuff. And so I guess Doug saw that, found his address, and sent him a box. And he ended up opening it up on the live and, what, shut down your website or something like that? <laughs> no, there was another comedian that shut down our
2: website. but he. So this was when we were first starting to ship, really. I mean, we had – it was during COVID. Like, the beginning – the first two weeks of COVID, really. So everybody wasn't sure what was going on. And we were just – our shipping was starting to grow. Um, but Dave Portnoy – is he gave us the highest ever review for a cookie, and he didn't even follow the instructions and warm them up. He just ate them right out of the package, and he gave us – we were in the eights. And then he went ahead and he went off camera, and while he said he's like like yelling at the camera because it's live, he's saying, you know these are good because I'm leaving to go hide them to save them for later. (laughs) Right, That's and so awesome. like, and this was unsolicited. And so after that, we got two hundred, like that night, we got like two hundred fifty orders or something like that. Wow. And what that did was that allowed us to take. Usually, it's pretty expensive to really first build your look-alike audiences on Facebook and all of that stuff, so that you can really, really get your ROAS, uh, return on ad spend down. And what Dave did for us, thank you, Dave, um, was he cut that time to zero and allowed us to then build an, a lookalike audience directly off the people that purchased, which allowed us to go from not advertising at all to 7-ish, ten, seven 7 to 10 ROAS. Actually, we it was during the first half a year of COVID, we were getting new customers to purchase $50 worth of stuff from us for 50 cents of advertising. And so as, with that, we just kept on Increasing and going and going and going, so we went from two hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand dollars in revenue, which is small, but for yeah. us just starting, that was our second year in business. Uh, in the first. All in 2020, and then from there, 800
0: thousand. We did 2.7 million. It's crazy, crazy numbers. And like you know, for <laughs> I just I don't know. I, I don't really follow. I, I just recently became aware of like the whole bar stool pizza thing, you know, and and the and what what good that is done, and then I guess the controversy or whatever that fo- seems to follow those guys. <laughs> but like it's it's totally entertaining. I, I I see how it works too, and yeah, just uh, influencers are are so important because you just. Even though, when you you say you walk, you're walking up randomly to people's houses, it's almost like a you have no idea. And then all of a sudden, you're being you know in your own in your own town, there's people that don't know who you are. And then <laughs> completely, you know, forty states away, there's you're getting recognized on the street. It's nuts.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the attention economy that we're kind of in right now. And so it's like for to see what we saw with like Dave Portnoy and and what uh, someone that has a really great audience, great community of people who mm. will follow them, follow him no matter what he does and purchase whatever he says to purchase. Right. Like that was a big case study for us. And so we kind of gotten away from working with influencers directly or, or in any paid capacity. Yeah. Like everything that you've seen on our website is all been earned, just yeah. earned media, right. building relationships. And so we've really, we really want to become kind of like the
0: influencers in a way. Yeah. And, and we do that
3: through telling Doug and Sarah's story.
0: Well, you see it all the time, too. You see it, you see it everywhere. So this is a funny story, but I took my daughter to see Machine Gun Kelly, right, <laughs> in, like, New Jersey, like, three weeks ago. This is, like, the only time. So we go there, and we're, we're at, like, the Hard Rock, and we're watching you know, the MGK concert. And we're, oh, actually, we weren't even there. I think we were on our way to the concert. And my daughter's like on TikTok or something. She's like, oh, look, she's like uh, Machine Gun Kelly and uh, Megan Fox. They went to some place selling Power Bowls in like some small town in New Jersey, right? And like the the next article the next day was like, a line out the door of the you know well, of people buying you know the, going in there because they wanted to know and then the newspaper had written you know an, an article which got shared a million times and all that stuff's earned and that stuff is like invaluable right yeah. that pays for your salary multiple times over right Cameron <laughs> so you got to remember you know and I know you're coming from a marketing you know background that's the value of those things is so hard to judge sometimes but um so so uh, relevant these yeah. days yeah. and
2: and machine gun kelly is great i've been listening to so much of his music cuz yeah. he switched to like the the punk type of stuff i'm addicted to yeah. that, that <laughs> type it. of music but. but no yeah 100% i mean i think I, I think there's there's so much truth to that but one thing one thing that like if you're really when we think about marketing we think about how we're going to get to gen z and what do they care about even though that with if you can successfully convince a Gen Z person to purchase or fall in love with your brand you've also gotten everyone else because Gen Z is like The third iteration of this like social media or like influencer stuff and they're just over they don't want They know they can sense when you're selling a product right. Using it when you're pay, overpaying an influencer to sell a product They they really know that and so what is the third iteration of like influencer? It's you have to it, it like Even like celebrities launch products all the time that flop because it's not genuine. Like they want, everybody now wants to make make sure that you get the connection. To the product or whatever you're selling is super genuine and so the best way to be genuine is to become the influencer essentially and so that's really the idea and just tell your story what is your story like I know I don't know what you guys feel about like the faith and stuff but like that's our story I don't it's not my job to see if you guys feel that way my job is just to be honest that's honestly our story, and so we're gonna tell that every time, and people are gonna like it or not like it. If whatever you believe or whatever your thing is, that's your story. We need to be genuine, and so the best thing that any business can do right now, in my opinion, and Cameron's opinion, I'm speaking for him, is really to become
0: themselves the influencer. Well, listen, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the beer that we are working on together at the moment, ABC and Taylor Chip. Collaborating, and from my understanding, it involved putting a lot of cookies into the batch. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to talk exactly about the new edition, which I think is still unnamed, of the Midnight Frigerator. it's Well, it's it's called Midnight refrigerator I guess, but we just don't know what the maybe the will we? We haven't an announced it. Okay, and the, well, we're kind of right. So, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to let the cat out of the bag. No, no, that's fine, believe it or not. So, we'll see if we have some ideas or whatever the actual flavor is. We're going to find that out when we come back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. And we're back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. It's uh, Mike and Henry here from Appalachian. And our special guest today, we've got uh, Doug and Cameron from the uh, Taylor Chip Company. First of all, I, I guess I never asked you guys. I mean, do you guys have some locations. I mean, where are they? Where I know TaylorChip.com, but where are you guys actually physically located at this point?
2: Um, so we have three open locations. So Intercourse, Pennsylvania, which is our centralized manufacturing. And then we also have a little bit like of a... Oh. Like a factory outlet. Okay. You can go get cookies. That's all we got. Um, and then we have our full-on experience, which is Mannheim Pike, uh, Lancaster. And then we have a Marcus Sand in Hershey. Um, we are, however, opening three locations in Philadelphia. So one right in Rittenhouse Square, one on Fishtown Ave, Ave right, near, uh, right next to next Lochlum. They're manufacturing there in Fishtown. And then, uh, and then we're working on another one. Um, towards Drexel's campus. Nice. Uh, then we have a few others in the in the ra- realm of openings and then one that we can talk about that's opening this month is our York, Pennsylvania location. So we're trying to get to 10 total open locations um by June of next year.
0: Yeah. Wow, it's ambitious, but it's great. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, it must mean there's a demand out there, right? So Yes. That's yeah. awesome. So so if I come into Taylor Chip, what's the experience? Am I just walking in and there's a Full of cookies and I point to it and say, give me that one, or is there more to it?
2: No, I mean, you're, you you are really are. I mean, so that's the whole goal behind building our ice cream, which I don't know if we talked about or not. No, you guys are an ice cream too? Yes. Yeah. So we are building our <laughs> centralized, uh, we're building um, a 20,000 square foot dairy production facility right now. And so we're going to be having ice cream rolling out over the next year or so. But um, we really want to create, one, you're going to see a team member Who is smiling happy to see you and just overall inviting I think that's one thing We're able to offer above any other company is we have a the experience dialed in with what we expect out of our team And we have an amazing team members and so that and then you're also you can get coffee You have sit-down opportunities in our stores Uh, our own line of coffee. So all of our syrups and everything are made in-house. And then obviously you have 30 flavors sprawled out in front of you in our display case. So you can look with your eyes and taste with your mouth. Beautiful. And that's the same with our ice cream. All
0: right. So I'm going to turn things over because we want to talk about this beer. So we've been doing this for now and three years in a row. Appalachian Brewing Company has been producing this delicious pastry stout. And it is called Midnight Frigerator. And the idea behind this beer is that it's not the same every year. It's something different. It's a, it's a chance to open the door for some creativity. So we went from the cherry cheesecake in the first year. Yep. Then last year, it was a cannoli stout. Yep. And this year, we're going to be using some Taylor Chip cookies in the batch. Henry, tell me about what you guys are doing and then, uh, obviously, Doug, and I need you to talk about the cookies that are going into this thing too. But Henry, let's talk about the beer and how that thing is being brewed. Absolutely,
1: yeah. So this this actually started, uh, and I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. Uh, our marketing director, Sam Brenner, uh, is a I mean a fan. <laughs> she is a frequent visitor to your Hershey location. Um, so uh, she once she you know found out about Taylor Chip and really got on board with it. She was came sort of running in the brewery one day, and she's like. We got to do a beer with these guys. We, we've got to. And then she saw Cameron's uh, TikToks and it was over. That's all I, I was getting texts probably every 30 minutes about. I found another one. This one's so cool. You got to watch this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that being said, you know, we, we uh, Sam sort of facilitated the meeting and us getting together. And, and I think it was a, a really phenomenal, like collaborative uh, meeting. Like we said, just really like-minded people. And uh, essentially, we started looking through Taylor Chips, you know, a uh, variety of cookies and what would work in a beer. And, you know, we had so many great ideas going. Um, but where we kind of landed was uh, your salted caramel pretzel cookie, uh, which is phenomenal as a cookie. It's unbelievable. We I've had probably more than I, I should. Same. <laughs> um but yeah, that basically we said, you know what, this would this would really work well as midnight refrigerator, uh in a in a stout format. Um, so that being said, we met with our brewmaster uh, Bruce Tanner and and the brew team and said, hey, how can we make this happen, guys? Like, can you formulate this? Can you really make this happen? And uh, they were like, absolutely, uh, we we will figure this out, we'll make it happen. And uh, that was sort of where it all started. Um, so that being said, you know, as as the the brew process just just occurred recently. Just uh, two weeks ago, a week ago, Tuesday. So, okay, like, <laughs> I'm yeah, in fast right. forward mode over here. Yeah, right. um, but yeah, Tuesday uh, was the actual brewing of the beer, and uh, Taylor Chip was, was kind enough to come along and and uh, you know take some shots. And essentially, we you know in addition to the beer recipe base, uh, they added 400, 400 actual finished Taylor Chip cookies mm-hmm. uh, into the mash, as well as a uh, hundred pounds of Hammonds. Mm -hmm. pretzels um so this is about as authentic as it gets there's no no simulated flavors here this is like the real deal salted caramel pretzel taylor chip cookie uh in in with our mash of course um and i expect great things out of this i cannot wait to taste this beer myself (laughs) oh we're all (laughs) excited everyone's everyone's pretty hyped about this one this is going to be great
0: so Doug, what was it like to see all those cookies just get shoved into a brewing system?
2: <laughs> oh man! Well, I, first of all, I I might have eaten one or two during the process. But no, i was kidding. might have a couple. I think we set everybody set aside their own, uh, but no, I mean it was it was awesome to experience that. Like like I said you know automation for me has like been my world for the last year like we're we're doing our first round of automation our minimum viable one just because where we're at we need to be as sleek as possible um and so yeah it's just been great to see what you guys got going on i mean i was asking you all kinds of
0: questions too uh but yeah Awesome. So yeah, I mean, so really what, what's going to happen is uh, this beer, from my understanding, we're going to be able to, we're talking about a month from now, I guess, right, is when this thing's going to be going to be out. So uh, Midnight Refrigerator featuring the salted caramel pretzel cookie. So I mean, look, let's talk about, let's talk about the cookie, okay. salted pretzel caramel cookie. I mean, I don't expect, you know, I don't expect a uh, recipe or anything like that. But I mean, is it is what it is? sound like what it sounds like
2: there so first of all we'll break down it it's our recipe right but then we we specialize we love using local brands i mean a lot like you guys and so hammond's is has been around forever i don't know if you know anything i think like the 1800s or like very early 1900s like they've been around for a while i don't know how. i don't know when they were but um they're a staple in lancaster county and they have great distribution and they have amazing pretzels so we use them as our pretzels in the cookie and then we make our own corn si- or our corn syrup free caramel so we literally every week we're making the caramel fresh with just cream sugar butter and um and you know that's that's the caramel recipe and so really sticking with the uh corn syrup free and and artificial flavor free stuff um and so that's all and then obviously our base and that all gets jumbled together in a cookie and i think we made like five gallons of caramel or something like that to go into this as well nice so yeah
0: I love to see it. Over the years, there's been so many, you know, cool collaborations and different things. I mean, honestly, if you're going to get into the beverage business or the, you know, the snack business, and don't you want to be adventurous? Don't you want to do different things? I mean, doing the same thing all the time. And, you know, obviously, you got to have the things. There's that one product or there's two products that people come in for all the time. But then then they venture off into a little... The little area. What's give me? Uh, what are like the top three or four cookies that you guys sell, like flavor wise? And then give me a couple that are kind of off the wall. I'm
3: taking this one. Sure. This one. All right. Uh, I think the, like the top three cookies that we have is uh, the classic chocolate chi- <laughs> classic chocolate chip is is got to be at the top all the time. I think it's the first cookie they came up with. Makes sense. it's also a fan favorite. It's yeah. The best one. But since we're talking about creative ones, the three would be uh, s'mores, salted caramel pretzel, and lava cake currently it is lava cakes growing currently um and then uh honorable mention <laughs> we' put like birthday cake there so we just oh, yeah. uh yeah we just I like that. we just uh launched the birthday cake cookie to celebrate our five year anniversary in august and so that's our first cookie that had like you know fun sprinkles on the inside or blended throughout the dough and then it's stuffed with like buttercream icing
0: nice uh anything like so this is the weirdest part but like I'm thinking, you know, you can blend a beer with cookies and make the beer taste like cookies. But there have been ventures into snack food where they've mixed in ingredients. Like I've had a pretzel before that has hops in it, and there's like a there would be like a if if no one's ever been in like side like the a lagering room or something or where you know like a the, the cooler where people keep the hops and you get that kind of aroma of the hops like fresh out of the bag. Yeah. You can kind of pick it up, but it, yeah. you can imagine not wanting to chew on a bunch of uh, fresh hops. It's, it it it's kind of yeah, yeah, it's kind of a very bitter flavor. But as a salty snack, that can be kind of uh, a, a, kind of adjacent. You know, when you're drinking a beer and you're eating a pretzel that might have a little bit of hops in it, I'm you know there's there's got to be there's always opportunities to pair food with beer. You know, and like we say things like seafood, right, go well with an IPA. Or, you know, you talk about, like, the Jolly Scott goes good with, which is, a you know, the Scottish-style ale. That's that's like your meat and potatoes beer, you know, like something like a Thanksgiving dinner. So I don't know. I guess in your mind's eye, what are you thinking about, like, what, what would actually be a good cookie to eat while drinking a beer? Any ideas or, like, flavor profiles that would go with it? I'm thinking the salt sounds good to me. Salt oh. and pretzels. You got, to you know, salted caramel and pretzels. Um, that's probably your best bet because if you go too sweet – then maybe that's not. Yeah, really.
3: I mean, I would say that probably the snickerdoodle would be a good one to throw in there with okay. like a maybe like a heavier beer, like a Guinness or something. I mean, whoops. No, that's <laughs> fine. No, like a stout a or <laughs> like a stout. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> whatever you're drinking, that's fine. Yeah. This,
2: this guy, I mean, geez. Right. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think, I don't know. Are you? Are we trying doing contrasts, yeah, or are we like? Because like, complimentary. obviously, like complementary. I mean, like a stout with our. Our lava cake, if you're just going, if you want to go heavy, like, you're going to get, that's a great way to put you to sleep. If you're tired, if you're not quite tired, but it's like 930, have, like, a stout with a lava cake cookie. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But, ow, there was was this guy that did, like, a video on this, too, like, peering beers with a thing. But, I mean, a cookie
0: and a beer just go together in general. Yeah, okay. You can
2: hardly go wrong.
0: No, no, I think you I mean I think you're right there. I just think that sometimes the bitterness of the beer and the sweetness of the dessert. So I've always been of that thing too. Look, when I love having like a home game, right? Like a like a cookout or, you know, I'm hosting a Thanksgiving dinner or you know, because typically I'm kind of cooking. I'm getting I'm real busy, but I'm also like having a couple of beers, right? Because I know I'm I'm home for the night. And then once I actually get to the food and I start loading up. And it gets harder and harder to drink beer, right? Because you're you're full, right? So if I can kind of do them both at the same time, but like that's why a pastry stout makes absolute sense in mixing these products. So yeah, no, that's that's really cool. But I think if for the little, maybe the next collaboration needs to be you know the other way. Figure out how to put. You know, maybe maybe you guys could make like a, a root beer or like a birch beer cookie or something like that. I don't know. I am down for a beer cookie, even like an icing or something with one of the like a root oh. beer flavored icing or something. I mean, hmm? like, I don't know. Oh,
3: okay,
2: I mean, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent
0: down. Okay. <laughs> nice. Do you make that yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking how it works in reverse. So anyway, this has been so awesome. So for uh, for the record, we want to learn more about Taylor Chip. Website, social. Tell us where to go.
2: Um, so TaylorChip dot um, TaylorChip on Instagram. You can search TaylorChip on Facebook, uh, TaylorChip on TikTok. Uh, just Taylor, like the last name, and Chip, like the chocolate chip cookie. You could put that anywhere, and it'll take
0: you somewhere. All right, awesome. Well, this has been so much fun. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank Doug Taylor, and I also want to thank his uh, his his uh, Cameron. Is. I don't know what I'm saying. Because I'm, I'm, I'm reading my notes. Own, Cameron is his own man. Cameron <laughs> Broadhurst. Cameron, he is him. Right? He That's is him. Period. <laughs> when it comes to marketing, he is him. Cameron Broadhurst. Uh, and, and also, of course, Henry Grossman from ABC. It's been fun. So, look, for all things Appalachian Brewing Company, it's abcbrew.com. Follow us on social. We're easy to find. And, of course, just want to thank our friends from Taylor Chip. And looking forward to the Midnight Bridge Raider coming out around November 15th. Are we? Awesome. All right. And uh, guys, we really appreciate it. Until next time, drink up, drink with friends, drink local, check out local places like Taylor Chip. Enjoy the fall, and we'll see you next time on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast.